When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus. You can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to Late Launch as we head into our 15th year on the air here on LMFM Radio. Hope you had a lovely Christmas and may I wish you all the very best for 2023. I go to my week calendar as is my want at the start of each month. Let me read a couple of the little sayings for the calendar, the 2023 calendar from Divine Word Missionaries. It says on the cover, Lord, may my smile bring happiness. May my laughter bring joy. May my understanding bring comfort. May my presence bring peace. That thought for the year and for the month itself, January. It says, God grant us this year a wider view so we see others' faults through the eyes of you. And that thoughts and those thoughts with us, please, God, through the month of January and beyond. Well, Louise, welcome back. Was it tough? Was it tough today? Getting yeah. Going again? Do yeah. you know what? It was and it wasn't. Um, I normally hate the first week in January. I just think it's very depressing. All the decorations come down. Mm. But you know what? I just decided last night, kind of getting back into routine is good. And I'm just going to appreciate and be grateful for every day of January. Well, It'll probably last till tomorrow, but I'll try. <laughs> but look, one day at a time, sweet Jesus, as the famous song says, we leave the decorations up till the 6th. Mm. A lot of people have them gone already. I know that when the new year comes in, I understand that too. Have we, some of them still. Have you? Yeah, we just traditionally, we leave them until, which is Friday, little Christmas day, nullug them on and the crib, of course, the wise men arrive on that day. Ceremonial, very important. So it's the crib you leave up if you're to take down all the decorations, but it's, is it the crib or the tree that you leave up? I would never... We take down nothing. Okay. <laughs> I'd take down bits and bobs so that yeah. the house doesn't look totally empty. I, I would leave the tree in the crib. The crib the is crib. very important. Mm. Uh, that to the well, if it's three sure. wise men, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's what I do anyway. But everyone to their own and uh, the tradition runs to the sixth. Anyway. And it's great this year because the sixth Friday, so Saturday we can, you know, get cracking on everything and clear get the house. And you're right. And then it's so bare, isn't mm. it? Oh, it's bare. It really is then for the month of January. And, you know, I've been lighting the fire. That's a tradition yeah. I do around the Christmas time and the New Year as well, which is lovely. Oh, you can't beat the old open fire either. It's just fantastic. And it was chilly. The weather was brutal. I did nothing. Oh, I'm sick of the rain. Oh, listen. And remember, folks, I mark your card on this first day back. If I hear anything, I'm going to say it again, <laughs> about water shortages or rationing come summertime in this country, I'll break up the shop, I promise you, because we should be selling the water. We have that much of it. It's unbelievable. But it wasn't really a holiday for out and about stuff. You know yeah. what I mean? Uh, not a lot yeah. of golf and things like that because of the weather. 
together. But there you go. Anyway, hope you're well this Tuesday afternoon as we set off on 2023 and whatever that brings to us. All resolutions going okay? Well, they shouldn't be at this stage. It's only the third. Surely they're all. We'll talk about resolutions a little bit later on the show with Dr Eileen Forstel. Uh, She's the founder of Get Up and Go. And she's talking about resolutions to us and how to, you know, set them reasonably. You know what I mean? That they can be attained and how to stick with them, Louise. So you'll be listening carefully, of course, to what she has to say and notes. And Tracy's in the house as well. The wonderful Anne Tracy. Ah, quietly on the 28th of December she said goodbye to the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre and she's joining me in studio in a while and I'm really looking forward to chatting to her. You're two and Tuesday and more besides to come. But let's begin today. The greatest footballer of all time. If you want to debate that one with me, you can. Pele was the greatest footballer of all time. Maradona, fantastic. Messi, Louise, uh, Johan Cruyff, George Best. But in my book, there was only one, the greatest ever, Pele. Three World Cup wins, all the goals he scored. He was a magician, Louise. He was just a magician. He really, really was. But I know people will debate that with me. If you are for Pele or you think somebody else, let me know. 086-1800-658 if you have an opinion on that. But we're going to talk about him for the next while because joining me on the line is the club secretary at the time of Dunboyne Football Club. When Pele came to officially open the new grounds in 2009, Kevin Higgins is standing by. Happy New Year, Kevin. Happy New Year to the jury and to Louise. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me on the show today. You people are just so lucky when I read all the stories that have surfaced since his sad passing uh, around the holiday time. Tell us first, how did he come to be at the Boyne and officially open your grounds, please? Um, well, the, the reason he came to us was we won the FAI's Club of the Year Award for 2009. And when we were awarded it, uh, Mr. John Delaney, if people will be aware of, uh, he announced to us that uh, we'd have a special prize, if you like, uh, which would be a visit from Pele. Mm. And you know, we thought he was, we weren't too sure, was this something he said off the top of his head <laughs> yes. or what, because it was at a big function up in uh, Monon. Mm. But it turned out he was true to his word, and the same Pele arrived at to open our grounds, and he um, unveiled a little plaque, which is still there. To this day, to say he opened the grounds on 26th of November, I think it was, 2009. Wow. And you have that plaque still there. And I, I believe I people people love standing by it and having their picture taken to this day. So they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Like a lot of people come up and think we just put that thing up ourselves and say, look. <laughs> but no, it's, <laughs> yes. actually, it's actually genuine yoke. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Itself, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, you say there... Uh, it was arranged, of course, by the former oh, CEO, John Delaney, and it was promised at a different event earlier. Did you not believe it till you saw the helicopter? He came in by helicopter, didn't he? He did. He came in by helicopter. He was here to do some work, I think, with the Children's Hospital in Crumlin, which was, you know, a kind of a charity he'd been involved in for quite some time. And uh, it, we were fitted in very nicely. I think it, it dovetailed very well with what he was doing, you know. Mm. Um, but, it, yeah, it was. I mean, as people were up there. I mean, friends of my own came, came down from Monaghan to, to see us even, you know. Yes. People weren't believing us. I mean, there he is, he looks like. I mean, it must be him. And through the farm, it was him. You know, he was very good. Now he, you know, we asked Yeah, him. and, and you know, the that. thing was, as well, just to mention, the weather on the day was an issue with the chopper, wasn't it? It was very windy. It'd been very windy the day before. And there was a, there was a question of the possibility that he might have had to be replaced by a road trip, which would have made things more mm. awkward again. But... By thirty, we we had that kind of box stuff. It yes. would have happened either way. But that chapel was much handier, mm. much handier. 
So, he landed on the centre circle. Out <laughs> <laughs> he comes. Look at he's here. The greatest yeah. footballer of all time is in yeah. Dunboyne, and he's here to actually officially open our grounds. He was very personable, wasn't he? That comes across. It does, absolutely it does, and, and rightly so. He was extremely, he had so much time for everybody. I think the, the security guys are getting a bit anxious, if you like, because, you know, he was on a schedule and all this, and, like, but, you know, he had plenty of time to mount autographs, he did, and, you know, he he was very careful. Like, you could see him writing his name, like, it was as well, he only had four letters in his name, because uh, he was very careful writing his name for every kid, and, not, mm. you know, no problem with uh, pictures uh, there was no there was no limit to what he was doing he'd, he'd still be there I'd say if he had his way you know the kind of way yeah and there was a huge crowd turned up the club of course was out in force but as you say people came from all over the country to be oh, there and see him they did him. And yeah they did you know and like it was it, I can't remember exactly what day of the week it was it, it was like a Tuesday morning let's say mm. you know which was a regular Tuesday morning so you know there was should have been a school day I think school gave him a few hours off to come up to it as well and <laughs> Um, yeah, it was. It was a huge crowd. For huge us, you know, crowd. And it wasn't even a particularly nice day. It was cold. Yeah. And it was a typical awesome day. You know? Yeah. Then, and you, you mentioned there two reasons. He was there to open your grounds, but he was in Ireland. Uh, his charity was the big thing, Goals for Life. And he had an association, of course, uh, with the Children's Hospital there. And he got a cheque uh, presented on that day for two and a half grand uh, mm. to him. But he reciprocated. He presented some gold medals. He did. He, he apparently there was a set of medals. The, the basis whether the medals are kinds, as I know, the Brazilian Central Bank issued them, but I'm, I'm yeah. not saying that. that. But um, they, they were to commemorate. There was a set of a gold, a silver, and a bronze. They were large kinds. They'd be yes. nearly the size of a small bear mat, if you like, circular bear mat. Um, and there was a gold, silver, and bronze set done for each goal he'd scored in senior football. Now, yeah. He's alleged to have scored 1,300 something goals, I think maybe even 1,400, which is yeah. a huge amount of senior goals by many standards. Yes. And we got we got a numbered set of them, whatever number it was, you know, so there mm. was a genuine issue, all right. So yeah, he, yeah. he provided them. And he who, who got them. those medals, can you tell me, Kevin? Do you remember who got them, no, or where they are? I've no idea where they are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've no idea where they are. Yeah. You know? um, but they were large medals, a little set case, or case set, if you like. Yes. Um, but um, he did. He autographed um, a local uh, cartoonist of the like, Nile O'Loughlin. Yeah, the two lovely uh, kind of cartoon pictures of him, and he autographed them as well. So mm, that picture is uh, alleged. It is uh, alleged that that picture hangs in Pele's home. Have you heard this? That caricature that Nile O'Loughlin did of it the could, man himself. It could well do. It could well do. It could well do. Mm. It could well do. He loved yeah. it. I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, no, that stuff is great. Oh, brilliant! He's absolutely brilliant. He really is. But that's that's the view that that it, he really loved it. Took it with him. It was minded all the way back home and hangs in his home. Isn't that just great to, to contemplate it's that? It's it brilliant. is brilliant. It's brilliant that we actually gave him something as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You had you had samba style entertainment as well, I believe, on the day. We did. We did. There was some samba dancers and singers and whatever there, and so they were delighted to see. I mean, obviously, he was there hero as well you know so they were delighted you could see them but afterwards when they were finished doing their act they going to come over to see him they couldn't believe yes they were hero like you know can you imagine if he was an Irish player and 
we were seeing him, you know, it was like that for those lads. Mm. And when he signed, he signed, everyone wanted him to sign his name. And the thing about Pele, he didn't sign Pele, he signed it his full Brazilian name. For, for some of them he did, but most of it was Pele. Pele was know, it, yeah. yeah. Okay, it was, so it was a mix slow. of both, yeah. He loved yeah. how to sign his full name, I see that. He, he actually did, and when you'd look at it, you'd think, who is that man? It's I actually know, Pele, you know. It's you know. Pele, yeah. nobody would know, you know, it sounds like right. But I mean, I think Brazilians have big long names. <laughs> yeah, they do. They do. Actually, I, I just want to re- recommend a wonderful piece in the Mead Chronicle uh, by John Donahue this week. You should read it, folks, and and really, it's fantastic. And it goes through in detail the visit. And I just see in John's uh, piece, he he does name the those who received the medal: Jem O'Connor, Jordan Ring, and Claire Carton were the recipients. So there you are uh, uh, of the medals. It's it's good to see that. So we can put names on them now. Here's the other thing right mm-hmm. um, I'm just giving you a little fundraising idea here and it, our Louise has been thinking about this um, you know Barcelona sell pieces of the new camp for 40 euro that Messi played on they do yeah, yeah. <laughs> do, you know where, do you know where this is going now do you understand where I this do. is going I, 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 can, I can smell what they're asking <laughs> <laughs> fundraiser there for Dunboyne you have plenty of grass up there you know what I mean there certainly is there certainly is <laughs> We throw it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, need the pitch to play on. I know that as well. It's not no, going to yeah. go mad altogether. But look, on his passing, ha- ha- you were there on that day. You were deeply involved in his visit as well. It was so the outpouring of grief worldwide has been phenomenal. And I'm just watching it here on the television live. His funeral is happening today. Mm, that's true. That's yeah. Oh yeah. It's 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 unbelievable. Like what you know. I think I said it. We, we we did a video, a YouTube video, which is still on YouTube. Anybody wants to look up Dunboyne, Pele, they'll find that it's quite a long uh, film of the day and, and that, you know, so you can actually see it. Great. Um, but uh, it, I remember saying it at the time, actually, you know, people have opinions about football of all sorts and every sort, but I've nearly probably the only thing everybody agrees on is that this guy was the best you know Ah he was um, the greatest he really I, was the greatest and I don't care what anyone says and I've seen a lot of them since from the even right up to the current year as well and the fabulous players I mentioned them there at the start of the show wonderful wonderful Maradona Messi Cruyff yeah. best you name them Ronaldo fantastic but I think they even all themselves acknowledged that Pele himself was the greatest three World Cup wins and only four they kicked the you know what out of him in oh, 1966 mm-hmm. he may have won yeah. Four World Cups. He could have, he could have, he could have. You know, that's yeah, the, that, that's the bottom line, really. But mm-hmm. isn't it a great thing that Dunboyne will always have that he visited, he opened the yeah. grounds, and he's part of your history now as well. That's right. That can't be taken away. That's never, true. Never, <laughs> never, never. It, it really can't. And and just in a general sense, with the club, you're, you're you're going as strong and as vibrant as ever. But you know, people in your club put their livelihoods and homes on the line to secure the grounds, didn't they? They did, yeah, they did. The, the, the trustees of the club, they had to lash their properties to the, the title deeds, if you like. Yeah, yeah put them up yeah. so the land could be secured where the grounds is, where the grounds are now and will be forevermore. You know, it just shows you the commitment of people, oh, yeah. you know. Oh, really. yeah, yeah, when all is said and done, that's mm. the, the acid test, you know. It certainly people. is, it certainly is, Kevin. So anyway, uh, Dunboyne uh, and Pele, synonymous forever as he's laid to rest today as we watch the pictures coming yes, in there uh, live from Brazil. It really is a sad day a sad in day. the world of football. It but is. Kevin, you'll always be proud, you'll always have it, and he's always yours. 
That's ours. That's, That's it. it. <laughs> Kevin, thank you so much. Wish you all, all well. You too. Take all care of right. yourself. Have well, many yeah. happy returns. Take care now. Bye-bye. That's Kevin Higgins, the club secretary of Dunboyne. On the day... Pele came along to open their grounds on the 26th of November 2009. We'll have to get Nilo Lachlan on and talk to him about that caricature and more besides. We will indeed because it's simply brilliant and Nile, what a man, he's just something else. Love that divine word. Calendar, myself, Jerry wouldn't be without it, says a listener. Thanks for your messages 086 658 by WhatsApp or text. I mentioned in the course of conversation with Kevin Higgins, I must catch up with Nilo Lachlan who is the most brilliant caricature and caricatured Pele when he came to Dunboyne. Well, my wish is now a reality. He's on the line. Thanks, Louise. Nilo Lachlan, Happy New Year. Oh, thank you. <laughs> it's going great. Well, I'll tell you this. You are some boy. Looking a few years younger in all the pictures that have surfaced. You know, the time passes, of course. But Pele captured magnificently. What did he say to you when you presented it to him, Nile? Um, you know what? Not a whole lot. <laughs> right, <laughs> because the uh, the old English wasn't great. Yeah. Uh, so I was trying to think back. I was kind of thinking what the, um, you know, because he had minders with him and stuff, and they just kept, uh, you know, he was kind of talking to them, and he kind of, but like he was, he just kept smiling, and you know, it was like I, I love it, I, you know, I love yes. this kind of thing, you know. So like as opposed to saying I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he say that when you just capture people to a T? I did mention that he loved it. And and this is the subsequently what came out. He was so impressed by it. Is it true or can we verify it all? He did take it home with him. Did you oh, hear yeah, it no, was in his house? Yes. That was the nicest thing, actually. I heard that afterwards that the, the guys who were with him said uh, they, they emailed the club afterwards to say that he loved it and that he was, uh, as soon as he got home, he was hanging in, in his house. So... <laughs> That that came afterwards, yeah. so I was kind of like, oh, gee, I was delighted about that. Um, so no, I don't know if he did or he didn't. I mean, I never got a picture of it in the house, obviously. But I know, nothing. But, but we'll take said. we yeah. will oh, take that as gospel. There, it's hanging in, there you go. Uh, actually, do you know where it's hanging? It's better hanging in the bathroom. Would you think? And so? I used to, or in the toilet. I used to take that as an insult. But people always say that to me. They say, um, when I'm going home, I'm hanging. You know, because when I draw them at an event or something, they go. Or people get a gift or one to go, I'm hanging that in the bathroom the minute I get home. And I used to think it was an insult. No. Until I realised that it's actually meant as a compliment. You know why? Go on. Because seemingly everybody goes to the bathroom in the house. So everybody sees it. It's the one place in the yes. house where everybody will see it. So yes. instead of taking it as an insult. <laughs> <laughs> They end up in the jacks. Everybody has to sit in the throne. It's as simple as that. And you, that is the biggest compliment actually can be paid. I think if it's somewhere else, people mightn't see it or in in an office or a room. You put it prominently where people see it. And that's correct. It is a compliment. And everyone has to look at it and say, do you know what? Do you know what? I'll never forget my visit to that bathroom in the house because... So now when I hear, oh, that's going in the jacks the minute I get home, I go, oh, listen, jeez, really? Oh, thanks a million. Oh, I didn't like it. You be happy. Be happy now. Look, one thing while you're with me, just to, as a, as an off, off-centre, off really, you know this woke culture where you can't say or do or anything, and you know when your caricatures uh, extenuate you know, features of people, do people yeah. ever take umbrage or do you ever get any of that type of nonsense? No, okay, I do get asked that a lot, right? It's just unbelievable. So last year, I'd say I drew, I don't know, maybe 
And on average week, say, for different events, weddings and stuff, I could draw a couple of hundred people, right? Yeah. Never do they take offence. Never. And yeah. I'll tell you why. Because the way I do it is, you see, I, I, certain people will come over to me and certain people won't, right? Mm. So the people who, who get offended, who would get offended, just don't come over. They just don't. But um, So the people who want one are the ones that come over and, and they're in a queue. Like, the, you know, it's just endless. Yes. So, as I always say, the people who would be offended just don't come near me. They that's just it. don't. Well, no, that's the way of the world and the way it should be as well, and I'm delighted to hear that. Listen, so I they have... don't get offended in a long-winded way. No, they don't. They <laughs> yeah. absolutely love them, and they queue for them, and, and I'm always amazed, and I want to continue to be amazed well, at how much people love them. Can I tell you this? The day you came here and mine, I treasure it and will treasure it for all my life. I absolutely love it. And sure, you're the most... you can't laugh at yourself, what, what can you do? What can you, you do? What can you do is right. Now, listen, leave it there today. We'll be in touch, I'm sure, during the Pleasure. year. Congratulations Always. on God Pele. Man. Thank you Happy indeed. Bye-bye, bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. The wonderful Nilo Lachlan there, caricaturist. What a brilliant man he is. My next guest is so well known to you, our late lunch listeners, and an LMFM listeners in general, because you see, she's been part and parcel of the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre since the doors opened back in 2002. But a little birdie told me over the holiday season that Anne Tracy was leaving and retiring. And she was going to slip away into the sunset quietly, but not on your life because she's in the hot seat with me this afternoon. Anne Tracy, you're so welcome back to Late Lunch. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to say thank you, Jerry. <laughs> Oh, Good listen, <laughs> we want to say the biggest thank you to you. And that's why you're here with us this afternoon. Look, Let's go back to 2002 when the centre became a reality. Mm. How did you and Gary Kelly come together? <laughs> oh, gosh, yeah. Gary's testimonial, that was in May 2002, 5th of May. And um, the request from Gary at the time was to create something, a haven for people uh, with cancer and their families. And he selected a couple of uh, people in the town that he trusted, namely uh, the main one being Paddy Dwyer. So uh, when the money came through, they were looking for someone to project manage. Uh, So at that time, I was managing uh, the rehab centre of Coast Road, Dundalk. Loving 20 odd years, involved with special needs between one group and another. Loving, loving what I did and um, representation of the Board of Trustees met me in Dundalk and asked would I come back to Drada to meet the trustees and talk about project managing the the, the centre. <laughs> Do you know what, Jerry? I didn't need a second invite. I was up like a hot <laughs> I was back in Drada meeting. At the time, I met um, a, a few of the then board and Tom Matthews was one and Paddy Dwyer and... Uh, so we met in, in Tom Matthews' office in uh, Constitution um, Lane and Constitution Hill, sorry. So they talked about this project and what did I see or what did they think of it? But you know what, Jerry? I absolutely knew this was needed. Mm. Absolutely. I had lost a dear, dear um, friend, uncle, relation through cancer and... I had also a very good friend in England, a very young of cancer. And I remember thinking all over the years, this is horrible. There's just such a big gaping gap 
when when somebody goes or when they're diagnosed and we're all running around and we don't know what to be doing and we don't know what to be saying and when I heard what they were talking about I thought oh my god yeah I could see it I could visualise it I yeah. absolutely knew so that's how we started it all began there so October 2002 yeah. so in you went to Project Manage initially and yeah. you've been there ever since yeah. of course best known when you got it up and running as the woman who was given the huge responsibility of bringing in the funds because I always say this you get so little yeah. from central government yeah the majority of the money, the vast majority, has to be raised every year. Yeah. And in you, threw yourself to the fundraising. And my God, I think the biggest tribute I can pay you is this. I don't think anybody could ever say no to Anne Tracy. <laughs> Would that be fair to say? Oh, yeah, they kind of know. I pester you if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> your job that is, and people got to know that you know what I mean about you but you were you went the highways and byways everywhere to try and bring in those euros that were needed but Anna, on the other hand when people great you'd have to say that wouldn't yeah. you oh Jerry, without question. Absolutely I mean when you think we started out the first group that I ever tried to winkle a few bob out of was a bridge club out in Tarman Thacken and I I went out, I had devised kind of a little leaflet. That was 2003. And at this stage, we had just signed on the dotted line and got the house. And the, what I was talking about was what we foresee, what we um, aspired to delivering. And, um, you know, you stand in front of this group and you're saying, mm, we have no beds, we have no medicine, we have no doctors, uh, we have no treatments or about the psychological impact of a cancer diagnosis on you and on your family <laughs> 20 years ago. Mm. That was very aspirational. Yes. It, and, and you're asking people to believe in you and donate towards it because at the same time you're saying, we have no money mm. and we we need to keep this going. A wonderful, wonderful son of Drahada, Gary Kelly, put all his money, his testimonial money behind this. To buy the place. To buy the place. Now we need to get it up, running and open. So that was it. But people believed. That they, bridge they club did. ponied up. They they believed you. They and, did. and that's where it all, they and did. you can remember that your first time. Yes. I, the, the official opening, you just reminded me, 2002, you went in, was 2004, yeah. May. I can always remember. Was yeah. it, and that was the first time you reminded me, you and I met each other in 2004. Wasn't it a beautiful day? It was stunning, Jerry, And it was, a sh oh, sorry. It was a crap <laughs> week before. It was. The weather was the terrible. The weather was appalling. Yes. And uh, we were, um, you know, because there were so many people in the town that we needed to say thank you to. Like, uh, we had things like Annika's Challenge going on one weekend where we had electricians, plumbers, um, uh, guys with torches, setting torches, hanging out of ceilings. They started on a Friday evening and they finished on a Sunday night and we had the place rewired and a heating system in. And, and that's how gorgeous. We sent out an SOS for people to come on board. We had carpets. Um, the, the lovely Joe Reid helped us f um, source the appropriate carpets because there's very clear guidelines about mm. what you can put into a centre like that. Yes. Things of an organic and natural nature. Yeah. And then, so we, we, we got the money together and uh, bought the carpets, got a very good deal through Joe. But then we needed them fitted. Hmm. So we put the SOS out, uh, help, 
and people just came. They just came. And did it. And, and, did and it. as you said, at that opening, you yes. invited all these people all back these. who had made it happen yes. and kitted out yes. the centre as well. Look yes. at what's happened in the interim with the services you provide, the professionals you were able yes. to engage to deliver the yes. support to people and the families who are going through a cancer yes. journey. That has been magnificent too. It, it, we have... We have grown and I mean, I never doubted for a minute about the the future for this centre and um, the need for this centre. And 2019, when we was our last full year of operation, mm. we were up on close to nine and a half thousand client interventions, you know, all free of charge. So something we were doing something right. And the people believed in us and not only believed in us, but they were our ambassadors. They advocated on our behalf, encouraging people to come and use the services, not necessarily waiting for a doctor or a hospital to say while they yeah. the, the primary caregivers do absolutely encourage people to avail of the centre services. But the ordinary man and woman on the street, they were our biggest form of advertising yes. and promotion, you know. So, mm. yeah, and um, we have been so fortunate when we started out with Phil Harford as our director of services. You remember Phil? Yes. And Phil was there with us for 10 years. And in the interim, we took on a breast care nurse, Aileen Emery, and Aileen was with us um, as our breast care nurse who then moved into the slot of Director, Director. of Services in mm. left a couple of years ago. We have a wonderful, lovely lady up there called Morig. I think you met Morig mm. at our 2019 um, Christmas party. Yes. So Morig has, is a highly skilled, qualified mm. oncology nurse and she's there in that role. And we have Suzanne, who is a general nurse practitioner and she's there supporting Morig. So our counsellors have been with us from day one. Mm. They're still there. Uh, we have a physiotherapist, Kay, and Kay's been with us from the get-go. Mm. She's still there. We have um, reflexologist, a lovely girl, Kiva, and uh, she's the demand for reflexology has just come it's through huge. the roof. As has the counselling. Our counselling yeah. demands have mm. escalated. So the range of services are have expanded and they're there and there's been some there from day one and you've mm -hmm. added two as well. Mm -hmm. When you think of all the people who've passed through in 20 years and you've helped and those who, you know, continue on their journey today, but you've lost friends as well along yeah. the way. Was that tough? You know what I mean? When you yeah. came close to people and they came back and supported you. You know, you know what I'm getting at. You know, was that hard to deal with for you? Yeah. And in, in general, you'd always keep it in mind that to be effective, you've got to keep some little level of distance from somebody yes, yes. so that you can carry on with the job and meet the people and promote it. And, and yes, but inevitably we lost um, client, clients of the centre that we got to know, not only get to know, but we got to know the family members. And, and sometimes we got a bit of a shock when something happened that really wasn't foreseen and, mm. and that kind of thing. And yeah, it, it did. It, it, it's a handful that would have penetrated that little armory that you put up around so that yes. you can keep functioning. But when it did, I was very glad to be able to tap into my colleagues and you know, get support from them. And we'd meet and we'd have a little chat. We might yeah. sit down and have the cup of tea and mm. 
uh, uh, the weekly meeting would be about how are we all uh, over that. Very important. So important, Jerry. Yes, for you so to important. deal with this. How much yeah. does it take? Just How much do you need each year to support the centre? How much do you need to raise? Okay. In our heyday, when we were flying it and back doing every uh, 2019, it was running at 400,000. We're back up to 350,000 because we're almost fully back to normal with the two. Thankfully, the new building has been yes. huge. So 300, we get 2,500 from the HSC. And you raise the rest. And we raise the rest. So you're talking about 350 to 400,000 a year has to be raised mm. to keep the show on the road. Yeah. Let yeah. me read, uh, I think this message just summarises the messages we're getting for you. Uh, they're coming in here to me. Yes, if you want to wish Anne Tracy well, 086-1800-658. You can message me now by WhatsApp or text. Listen to this. Will you please wish our mutual friend Anne Tracy a happy retirement? Anne was one of the first people I befriended when I moved to Drogheda. She's such a wonderful person who has dedicated so many years of our life looking after everyone at the Gary Kelly Centre. She's a bundle of energy who always makes you feel better by her beautiful smile and precious hug. It's now time for Anne to have some me time. And I'm sure I'm speaking for so many, as I say, thank you from the heart, Anne. That comes in from Michelle Howard this afternoon to you. And the messages are coming in here reflecting that uh, sentiment. And I just read that one because it's beautiful from Michelle to you today. And I will read more as they come to me during the afternoon. I see them coming in there to me as I speak. You know the love that you're held in and the esteem. Do you understand this? No. <laughs> well, let me tell you today that the warmth and the love that's coming to us, you've got to feel it because oh people, you know, appreciate so much and everything you did during the years and to keep everybody going. You're like a mother figure there to everybody. I have to say that. I know you're still winding down. You have bits and pieces yes. to do. Any plans beyond this for Anne Tracy? Ah, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Do you know what, Jerry? I la. Uh, we had our Christmas concert, and uh, Jerry and Mary Simpson from mm. that for us, and we were kind of chat. And I, I, I laughingly said, I do actually want to a cruise. That is one of the things I want to. But to be able to take that time out from the centre in one go. It, it just wasn't feasible, you know. Yes. And but I elaborated a little bit, and I said I think a world cruise would definitely be something. To and go. I think if that is your <laughs> dream, you got to go and do it now because look at you've had a very full working life even before Gary Kelly as well. But you know, it's it's you are the face and the voice of the Gary Kelly Centre, and you have been and let me say Anne Tracy for twenty years. You really have, and. The money you've raised, the love you've given, the support, the door always open has been just phenomenal. And I want to say a big thank you on behalf of everybody who uh, attended the centre. And just as a little acknowledgement from us here on Late Lunch on LMFM Radio, those are for you. That's our Louise with some little little few flowers for you, just to say. I'm spoiled. I'm so sorry. Not at all. Not at all. Thank you. It's just a little gesture no, to say, bring light to your life this day and look at them and enjoy them. But look, Treasure. it's only a gesture on our behalf. We could never repay you for all you've done for so, no, so many people sorry. and families. You really have. People believed in me and believed in the message that I continuously and laboriously uh, you know, gave out on a daily basis, hourly basis nearly. I, I remember saying a couple of times, if I saw my number coming up, I wouldn't answer the phone because I know I'd be looking for something. You know? <laughs> so I couldn't have done this without LMFM. You've been brilliant, all of you behind the scenes here. I, I, how many times have I said, oh, 
I forgot to mention something. Will you please do it? And yourself, Michael and Eddie and Jimmy. You're just gorgeous to us and, and have been a huge part of our success. And we'll continue that, I know. And all of you out there listening and those of you not listening, be assured, I only ever could do what I could, what I have been doing because you were there, you believed me and supported me and you believed the charity that I represented. Bless you all, 2023, that it be a gorgeous, peaceful, joyous year to each and every one of you. And Tracy, all the very best. Thank you so much for everything again and thank you for joining me on Late Lunch today. Absolute best pleasure. wishes for your future. Thank you so much, Jerry. God you. bless you all. It's time for our Two on Tuesday. Two on Tuesday. Playing the songs that just never quite made it to number one. But we were so close. I'm to be number one. We were so close. Two on Tuesday. Yes, you're two on Tuesday. The first of 2023 was released back in April 1983, taken from their second album, The Luxury Gap, and performed on the 1000th edition of Top of the Pops, which happened in 83, and also featured later in the 1996 movie Train Spotting. Here it is, your first two on Tuesday of the new year. I've never been closer. Try to understand that certain feeling carved by another's hand. But it's too late to hesitate. We can't keep on living like this. Yes, Heaven's 17, you're two on Tuesday with Temptation. It just couldn't make it to the top spot. And the one that prevented it, making number one on the UK singles charts in April 19 and May. It was actually May when it uh, made the uh, number two. In May uh, 1983 was this one, probably regarded as the signature tune for Spandau Ballet. Four weeks at number one. Here it is. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, 
Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Head over heels went toe-to-toe This is the sound of my soul I'll tell you what, I know this much is true. Take it away, Louise. <laughs> Quick, before <laughs> I have a conniption. I just can't take that song at all, Louise. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I just, it's one of those things. Yeah. <laughs> no, enough of the number one for today. Well, if it's you very were to, If you were to choose, come on, come on. It has to be heavy. I wouldn't play either of them, to oh, be honest. Oh, would you not? Okay, fair no. enough. I suppose. I, I edge towards... <laughs> The remake of that song. It was a remake by a DJ, wasn't there? Oh, kind of, the Spandau Ballet one. Yeah, oh, kind of, Heaven 17 one. No, the Spandau Ballet one. Okay. Jazzed it up a bit. All Could right. be wrong. But, well, mm. you know, I suppose it's a fair assessment today. It's a bit of a Hobson's choice, we could say, with our two on Tuesday. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'd love to have seen the Heaven 17. I don't think I'm that mushy for either of <laughs> be honest <laughs> making the, the number one spot but there you have it uh, Spandau Bally the biggest hit absolutely huge hit for them all around the world in America too making number one four weeks top of the UK chart there you have it anyway they're still earning their crust thanks to that song and Tracy the good wishes oh my word they're all there uh, Pamela Hill has been on to say she can't believe and will not be in the Gary Kelly Centre anymore she's just part and parcel of the place Robbie Beryl has been on to me uh, to say there where's Robbie's message there I was just looking at it a moment ago um, I'll pick it up in a mo- moment hi Jerry uh, and Tracy she's just the most wonderful woman she's going to be so missed as another listener there um, where did I see Robbie's message um, oh yeah uh, Anne is just a wonderful lady when I met Anne I had no problem organising a charity walk for the centre we walked from Carrick and Shannon to Slane and she was always a great support when that was going on she was a especially good to my dad when he was ill Robbie thanks for that lovely message there uh, another one there's so many of them uh, please wish Anne Tracy all the best in her retirement she'll be so missed that comes in from Caroline in Avon in Navin this afternoon what a place always had fun and laughter and plenty of tears too Jerry. thank you Carol and so on and so on they go there's one there about Christmas lights is there I see as well still the lights are still up uh, is that in Salterstown is that yeah is that that, yeah, uh, it it goes on until Friday. Don't forget the air Heather, code. Is it? Heather it's Harman. Heather Harmon, A92, P957, and all the money going to So Sad there. The lights are still on in Salterstown. Don't forget to check them out before the end of the lighting season. Jerry, just uh, to mention there, Spanda Ballet True. Mm. Uh, actually, Martin Kemp was in Drogheda playing last weekend. Was he? Yeah, in Trinity Quarter, I From believe. From Spandau Ballet. There was a big whole 80s DJ going on. Okay. And I believe he was... Oh, God. He was down there, so... Uh, Good job he's gone. <laughs> Good job he's gone. He'd be up the road and looking for me. We'll, we'll, we'll How like, dare you? Looking to bring How him on. How dare you? <laughs> anyway, Martin, I'm only going to turn more we like people We like gold. Towards Some it. gold Yes. Yeah, that's yes. a classic. So there you go. The gyms are full. People are out marching the highways and byways. We give up this, that and the other. Yes, the beginning of a new year. People 
decide I'm going to make a change in my life. I'm going to make a resolution to do A, B, C or D, maybe even more. Or some people it's just A or B or A even. But the reality is, as January moves through and the, the month of February arrives, a lot of them have gone by the wayside. And in fact, many go by the wayside even earlier. So how do you uh, make a resolution that you'll stick to and carry through into 23 and perhaps beyond. I'm joined by Dr Eileen Forrestal, who's co-founder of Get Up and Go. And if you don't know about them, Get Up and Go is an Irish publishing company that produces inspirational diaries and planners infused with uplifting content to motivate and inspire us one day at a time. This is what we need, Eileen. Welcome to the show and Happy New Year. Hello, Jerry. Thank you for having me on the programme. Yes, indeed. Well, it's tell, exactly what we need. It's exactly what we need. Those words, those last words there are just what everybody needs this day on the 3rd of January. But look, Eileen, you're a very experienced person in this field. Tell us, just give us the insight to, you know, making these decisions or making these pledges or resolutions. How do you, you know, make one or two that's going to stick? Well, it's not the making of them that's the problem. The making of them is quite easy. It's actually the doing of them that okay. seems to be the problem. <laughs> so right. I think we find it very easy to say things. Yeah. And certainly after Christmas, what I think we're inclined to do is be very reactionary. You know, it's almost like we've overindulged in everything. We've, it's been excessive. You know, mm. we've been advertised to the hilt. We've been bought and sold. <laughs> we've eaten and drink. And it's like, so it comes to January. It's like, oh, I'm going to stop doing that. So we react. Yeah. And I think that's not a good place to make any resolution from. That's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that. Um, you know, that was wrong. I'm going to be better. It's like, no, no, no. You did that. That was fine. <laughs> that was what was needed. Yeah. But we need to make resolution from a different. We need to do it from something that we really want. Okay. I think that's the thing. If you really want it, then it's easier. You know, it's something you really want to do, you'd love to do, and then find out, well, you know, where will I kind of get the help to do that or the confidence to do that or the courage to do that? And then find those things. And then that's kind of what our little diaries provide you with. Well, let's talk about one thing. And it's in, you know, Operation Transformation is starting now. As I said, the gyms are full and people are out walking and exercising. A lot of people will say, you know, they've indulged and rightly so enjoyed the festivities. You're dead right there. Why not? And don't regret them at this stage. But, you know, say somebody wants to shed a few pounds or get into better shape. Are you saying like... at this time of the year, it's not a great time to start that? Or what are you saying? How do we, you know, make that? Say that's our one goal for the next, you know, number of months. How do you make that happen and stick and stick with it? Well, look, now is always a good time because, you know, now is the best time. Okay. Really. It might have been good, you know, 10 years ago, but now is a really good time. Yes. So, yes, you can do it now. And you're doing it now for something that you see in the future. You have to have that kind of view of what it would look like in the future. So if I am fit and healthy... You know, I want to, you know, look great on that, you know, photograph on that beach. I mean, that's really what I want. So what do I have to do now? Well, you know, I've got to take a step back. Yes, maybe I do need to join a gym. Maybe I do need to get a buddy. Maybe I do need to get somebody to help me. You know, maybe I do need some other things rather than just have that faraway goal that Mm. seems great, but almost a little bit impossible. And then bring it back. Well, what can I do today? Yes. So perhaps I do need to join a gym today. But joining a gym today is not going to help if I'm not going to go to the gym today (laughs) or the next day or the next day. Like, you have to do it every day. Mm. It's one day at a time. Mm. And only one day at a time or one at a time is going to get you anywhere. 
So the direction is where you want to go. That's what you want to be clear about. What is this really? And then, and then enjoy what it is. Like enjoy the gym. Yeah. If you don't enjoy the gym, you're not going to stick with the gym. Mm. <laughs> so have a goal. Something else might do it. It might be dancing. Mm. It might be skipping. It might be some other activity that you enjoy doing that doesn't seem like hard work or a struggle in order to get to that place where you see yourself, you know, on yes. the holiday, in that photograph, in that outfit or whatever it is. I like that. So you got to see the goal. you got to see the end game. And you say, we're here today. That's, and I'm going to work towards that. I think it's a very true thing you say, though. You, it's got to be enjoyable, too. What happens if you miss a day? Say you set, set yourself out a goal of walking X amount a day, and for some reason you're just not feeling great, but you pick it up the next day. Is that all right? Of course it is. You miss a day, you miss a day. Yeah. You know, you miss a day. It's like not to put a big drama to it. You know, it's like when you put a big drama, it's like, oh, I missed it. I'm never going to get back on again. That's mm. kind of nonsense, you know. Mm. <laughs> we have to be very careful. You know, again, with the diaries, I'm always very careful about words. It's the power of words. What we tell ourselves is really, really important. And what we listen to other people saying is important. So somebody can say, you know, oh, there's no point. You've missed two days. There's no point. It's like, well, I'd like to argue with that one. Of course mm. there's a point. Yeah. I'll make a point. I'll go back. Like I have a, I actually gave up cigarettes once upon a time. Mm. A long time ago. And I've had two cigarettes since then, just two, about a year apart. Now, it didn't mean that I was, oh, my God, I'm back, I'm back as a smoker. No, I'm not. I'm still a non-smoker. Mm. And I had two cigarettes. So I fell off the horse like twice. I could have fell off a lot more, but I only fell off twice because yes. I don't want to be a smoker. <laughs> I'm much happier not being a smoker, but I've been a smoker for a long time. Mm. You weren't worried by taking one, you'd be away off again. You know the way people say to you, oh, I can't take one. If I take one, I'm gone. I think that's the, I think that's something that people kind of believe, which is not true. You know, one cigarette's just one cigarette. One day missed is one day missed. You know, one, it's just one. It's like if we don't attach the the thing to it, it's like oh, because I did one, that means it's lost. It's not. Mm. You know, it's like we could say that, and yeah. then we don't have to bother anymore. Mm. Or but- we could say, uh oh. Today is another day. Let me do it again today. It is just one day at a time. I think that's really where we have to simplify things. Okay. And keep that bigger vision you know, in sight. And then, well, it's one day. And okay, so I made a little detour, but I'm going back because I'm clear what's out there on the horizon. That's where I'm going. That's the direction. Mm. And I've made a little detour, but I'm back on track. Come back to your diaries because you are such a believer in this because, as I said, they're infused with uh, techniques and positive thinking, etc. But you believe in writing down. You you believe this is a, a very important part of sustainability of a promise you make yourself at this time of the year. Yes, either writing or reading it. It's, it's, it's the content. It's what you write down and what you read. So... You know, we think we're making it easy for people. So we're giving you content to read that is inspiring. It is encouraging. It is motivating. If you read it, you will get something. Mm. Now, you can write that down for yourself as well, which is great. And you put down, I will. I will do this. I will do that. And then you have to do it because you can say, oh, I said I was going to do it and I didn't. <laughs> it's like, yeah. okay, forgive yourself. Move on. Mm. Say it again. And try it again. And just keep again and again and again. You know, we kind of say it's always, we're always now. It's always now. And now is always a good time to, you know, do it again, try it again, start again. (laughs) Not to be thinking, oh, I didn't, it didn't work for me yesterday. That means it's never going to work for the rest of my life. You know, there's absolutely no point in saying that kind of thing. 
Mm. (laughs) It didn't work yesterday. You know, we do say, like, forgive the past, let it go. Yesterday was yesterday, I let it go. But today, what am I saying today? That's what matters. What am I going to do now? That's what matters. What about what I did the, yesterday's gone? It's it's over. Well, you know, yeah. you will see commitment for people, especially this month of January. People, you know, do dry January, different things, etc. For for the month, but a lot of people then reach a point where it ends and they just resort to rote or they fall back and it's gone completely. You know, there are many people listening today need help with that. Is it still what you've just said a few moments ago and what we've been talking about? Just go one day at a time. That's the biggest thing. I think for me, it's just one day at a time. It's one message at a time. It's one sentence at a time. To me, it's one diary at a time. And I suppose for me, I've been in this, you know, writing these or compiling these diaries for like over 15 years. So for me, I only see the kind of the positive side. You know, anything that's negative at all, I'm going to turn it immediately into something positive. You know, because why not? (laughs) Why Mm. not? Something that's going to bring me forward. Because I don't want to be sitting back and, you know, worrying about something or ruminating about something. That's not going to serve me or anybody. Whereas if I can just twist it. So if it just pick up your diary or pick up something you've, you know, or pick up the phone and talk to somebody. Like, pick up something. Yes. Like now. And then get that bit of encouragement that's going to get you over it. That's going to be, look, today is another day. Are you more about taking up than giving up? Yes. I am, yeah. I think it's about taking up, and it's taking up something that you want to do or you've always wanted to do. Like, I played the piano when I was about seven, right? And I am not a piano player, but really, I've always wanted to play the piano. So before Christmas, there was a piano in a charity shop, and I said, you know what, I'm going to buy the piano. <laughs> so I, and then I set up, I got it tuned, I have a piano instructor, I've been looking at, you know, Zoom videos as to how to play the piano. <laughs> but I'm really looking forward to playing the piano. Well, I'm going to play the piano for me. I won't be doing any concerts. You know, there won't be any, you know, thing out there. I won't be saying the years time you're going to see me on the stage. Right? But that's not the purpose. The purpose is I actually want to play the piano. And it could be that art. You know, I used to do a lot of art when I was a child. You know, it's like, you know what, maybe I'll just take up painting again. I love to do that. Mm. So it's really what lights you up in life. It's not whether you're, you know, running a marathon. Unless that really lights you up. It doesn't light me up. I won't be running any marathon. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like my mother. She she just about ran for a bus. There's always another bus coming. I, <laughs> I love that saying. Actually, I have tickets for Jules Holland in Dublin in June and I can just see the uh, advanced publicity nearer to the date saying special guest Dr. Eileen Forrestal <laughs> on piano. Be playing chopsticks, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, twinkle, twinkle, a little star over the Christmas. Yeah. Very with yourself. But it is true, isn't it? Like the taking up of things, the, the learning of a new hobby, uh, you know, going back to something from your childhood, all those things. There is so much, isn't there? There's so much, yeah. There's so much that we've kind of given up on, mm. you know, because, oh, that's when you did it 100 years ago when you don't want to do it now. But, like, why not? And then find somebody else who actually, and do it with somebody. The company's great. Yes. Get connected, you might be a new, you know, it could be a book club. There's a whole pile of things, but you really have to check in with yourself. What is it that you really want? You know, do you want to be, you know, connected with people? Do you want to reignite something that you did, you know, when you were younger? Do you, do you want to do that? Or do you want to travel? Do you want to do something new? Do you want a new adventure? Like, mm. really, is there something that you really want to do? Because, you know, we all, we don't want to be living with regrets, you know. And it's like, now is a good time to give it your best shot. Yeah. Today is the shot, day. You know, and, and get as much day. support and encouragement as you need. I think mm. that's what people are inclined to not do. They, you know, you do it for yourself and, and then, you know, you kind of, 
you know, maybe you fail and you, then you kind of beat yourself up over it and say, oh, I'm not going to do that again. As opposed to reaching out to somebody and say, look, I really need help with doing this. I'm not good at doing these things by myself. Will you support me? Will you help me? Will you come for me for a walk three times a week? Will you help me? To, whatever it is. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. So many people are willing to help. The buddies are there and a buddy is a good person to have. You mentioned that word there to support you and be with you, encourage you uh, Mm. along the way. Tell me more about Get Up and Go. Where can people find out more about you and these wonderful diaries? Well, I suppose we're, you know, we're primarily, I suppose, not primarily online. When we are in the shops, we're a retail. We have, you know, physically where books Mm. are available, probably in, I would say, most shops around the country at the moment. You know, Easton's and Veritas and all the distributed stores. And then online on the website is getupandgodiary.com. So it's just kind of available, really. You know, we're, we're sort of here and this is what we're doing. And, you know, I have, I have a very big vision, like, for this, for this. I'm a big thinker and a big, you know, a big kind of a dreamer. I'm just kind of like, gosh, you know, what if the world was like perfect? That's kind of my thing. <laughs> <laughs> and what can I do in my little corner where I am to kind of make it be, you know, a little bit better? Being yes. medical, you know, I've always kind of wanted to make things better, you know, better anyway, if it's people or it's the work, whatever. So I am a little bit of a visionary on that. You know, what if it would? Like, what if we could make something like really, really great? And what if we really could enjoy this time that we're on here on Earth? Wouldn't that be like really cool? So, um, and I just kind of, at the one point I, you know, I had came across the, the, the term where Henry Ford said, a car in every driveway. Mm. And then Bill Gates said, a computer on every desk. And I said, oh my God, I get up a go diary in everybody's hand. Wouldn't that be amazing? <laughs> so I suppose that's kind of where, so the more, you know, hands or the more people I think that can get, you know, to get up and go diary and then, you know, the more letters we get back to say how great it was. Thank you very much. Where can we get more? I just love that. And then we keep going and then the next one comes out. And I'm already in 2024. <laughs> so I'm already ahead. And it's just all this, you know, because it's only the positive stuff that I'm writing, that I'm seeing, that I'm putting in the diaries. It's like, well, what better way to live life? Uh, we need more visionaries like you for sure in the world today and a dream is a wonderful thing to have and I wouldn't bet against you on any front to be honest with you get up and go diaries check them out online they're available in hard copy as Dr Eileen Forrestal says there you've uplifted us this afternoon love your positivity and I wish you well for 23 and beyond thank you so much for joining me Okay, thank you, Jerry. Thank Take you. Take care everybody. yourself. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dr. Eileen Forrestal there. Get up and go, which a lot of people are doing at the moment. One day at a time. That's the message on your late lunch. Bob Marley, could you be loved? I'll tell you what I've been loving over the break. The darts. I love the darts at Christmas time and into the new year. The world final is tonight, Louise. Michael Van Gerwen against Michael Smith. The two Michaels on the hockey. I will be glued. glued. I'll be, I love the darts. I yeah. absolutely love it. Is I there re- a chant or something? And my son was asking about the chant mm, in the middle of Michael it. Michael Van Gerwen. Uh, <laughs> Michael Van Gerwen. <laughs> no. <laughs> Excuse you, me. That <laughs> chant you'll hear tonight in the alley, Pally you just in London. Made that up. I did in my. <laughs> Folks, did I make that up? She doesn't believe me. She doesn't believe me. Louise doesn't believe. 
I did not make that up. That's what they sing. Oh, Michael Van Gerwen. Yeah, they'll be singing that tonight as he's on the stage. It's a great final. They're two brilliant players. I'd recommend it. It'll be just fantastic. And of course, Arsenal are playing tonight. The league leaders are playing Newcastle United So you won't be answering your phone. Oh, yeah. You know, I'll have televisions on everywhere, looking screens and watching everything. Just keep it in touch with the lot. It's a great night of sport this evening. Louise. Easter eggs mm. in the shops. Give me a break. Kind of happens every every season now, doesn't it? Just the minute one ends, the next one begins. Well, then just, they should just leave the Christmas stuff up all year. Leave yeah, the eggs should. in the shops all year. <laughs> this is my recommendation. Don't give, leave the Halloween stuff there all year. The buckets and spades. Just have everything all year round. Out all of mixed up. All mixed up together. So you don't know what time of the year it is. You could be buying <laughs> Christmas decorations in July. <laughs> <laughs> coconuts in January you know the stuff like why not do that why not do something like that where did the but coconuts come out of co- Halloween alright <laughs> <laughs> I suppose you could have coconuts in the summer as well. yeah yeah you could have coconuts that's what I'm saying the world is all mixed <laughs> up anyway our Louise has a constant when it comes to Easter eggs a constant isn't there Easter eggs upstairs yeah in there's your one da- isn't there yeah <laughs> I, I Why know, didn't I, you eat it? You might have given somebody gave me um, a Cadbury's cream egg. You love them, don't you? The Cadbury's yeah, cream eggs. Yeah, and yes. somebody gave it to me in twenty, obviously the Easter twenty nineteen. Yeah, and I put it in the top drawer. Yeah, and I forgot about it. And then COVID hit, it's and we're all kicked out. <laughs> It's a pre then, So I'm just leaving it there and I, I'm just going to be the one when I'm 70 that I'll hit all the papers and radio stations all over saying I have had this egg since before Covid. And I haven't opened it and, and I wonder what colour And I'm going underneath. to eat it tonight and the next day uh, <laughs> My the, obituary will appear. The death has occurred following the eating of the death has finally occurred. Easter egg. <laughs> I think it's rubbish. But look, about Easter eggs being in shops, to be honest, at the minute. But Easter is early this year. It's the first week of April. It is an early Easter. I give you that. But holy God almighty, give well, us what a... What are you meant to do? Who, like, uh, give us a month some off. Some selection boxes or celebrations or whatever before Christmas. But nobody's going to buy an Easter egg now. I really. think we now need legislation. I'm calling on the government today to legislate for Christmas, for Easter... For Halloween, please. Mm. We need legislation that retailers cannot sell or put on display eggs until, what would be a reasonable time? A, m- a month before Mar- Easter? March. Yeah, March mm. for the Easter eggs. Christmas, November. Mm. Mid-November. October. No, oh yeah, no, after Halloween. After Halloween. After Halloween. November yeah. for Christmas. Okay, November. And you know, Halloween stuff, well, we could take yeah, Halloween. Yeah, the 30th of yeah, October. Yeah. 30th of October for yeah. Halloween, the day before. <laughs> yeah. We are calling on the government today on late lunch to enact legislation to get us back on track with the seasonality of seasons and retail. Please, listen to us. If you're out there, help us. We need help. Five, four, three, two... One. Counting down the top five songs from this week of yesteryear. And uh, today it's... 1993 today. Yes, it is. 1993 is the year. New and late lunch at this time each afternoon. What I'm going to do each week is count down the top five in the UK charts on this week 
from a year in the past. So we'll play the five songs that were the top five from Monday through Friday. We'll reach the number one on Friday for you. So this week it is the charts of the 3rd of January 1993. And the number five, which I would have played yesterday, so I'm going to ignore it today, was Forever People by The Shaman or The Shaman. It's number four today in the charts from that week. And this song uh, reached number one in the UK singles charts for two weeks in late 1992. So it was on its way down the charts in the week I'm featuring. It was number four this week. It was a big hit right across Europe and in America too. And for the songwriters, Leeson and Vale, they won a Niver Novello Award for Best Song Musically and Lyrically in 1992. So it was a biggie. Number four in the one to five countdown on Late Lunch. Here it is. Number four in our five to one countdown from this week in 1993. It's Charles and Eddie, What I Lie to You. Now, there's a song I really like. That's your number four. And then Wednesday, it'll be three. Thursday, two. And on Friday, the number one. And the good ones, I have to say, from the chart back in 1993. Yes, our five to one countdown on late launch. Number four coming, number four today and number three coming your way tomorrow afternoon. Now, uh, Christmas is just over and there are messages coming in. Jerry Dunn stores had their St. Patrick's Day goods on sale last Wednesday, says Anne. Uh, Trisha gave up chewing gum a few years ago and hasn't taken a chewing gum since. Well done to you. You must have uh, enjoyed the gum. Would anyone ever make an everlasting flavour of gum? Now, there's something that would really go down a treat. And uh, John's on to me to say, it's great to see a little stretch. Is there a little stretch? Well, on the clock it has, uh, minute-wise. But I don't think you really see the stretch until late January into early February. But look, at every few minutes helps, doesn't it, John? Thank you for getting in touch with us. Final break of this uh, first afternoon late lunch of... 2023 and afterwards if you have gifts that you would like to donate well the charities are willing recipients and we're going to hear about it next you know those 46 pairs of socks you got for christmas you're not going to need the half of them so what are you going to do with them and it applies to other gifts as well people receive at christmas time things that they just may have too much of or perhaps it just didn't suit you know what i'm talking about well the charity shops are really very very willing and delighted to receive uh, what you got at Christmas that you don't want to keep yourself. Let's have a chat first with Peter Johnson. He's the retail manager with the St. Vincent's shops and they're dotted all across the northeast here and all over the country. Afternoon, Peter. Good afternoon to you. How are you keeping? I'm keeping well. Peter, is it appearing already what I'm talking about? Are people, you know, do they look to you with stuff that they want to donate from Christmas? 
They do, they do. I mean, it's a really, really um, busy time of the year for us in terms of accepting donations from the public and we are more than grateful um, to the public to receive the gifts, especially in the um, current economic situation that we find ourselves in with the um, cost of living crisis. We've seen an increase in about 26% in our shops last year. That was based on 2019. So a massive, massive increase for demand for our shops for the services that we're providing um, in terms of the cost of living crisis. And and not only that, but also, um, you know, um, we're we're, we're very much to the forefront in the circular economy and um, reuse and recycle um, industry. So we're we're not only helping people in need by generating money and helping people with the the cost of living crisis, we're also helping the climate uh, as well. So uh, all in all, anybody who has any surplus gifts that they've got or something that doesn't fit or anything like that, please bring it down to either one of our shops or donate it into one of our clothing banks. You can get a list of all of our shops and where our clothing banks are on our website, svp.ie. Um, and just as to thank all the public again for, for everything that they do for us and all that they donate to us. And one last thing, just a big shout out to all the volunteers that work for St. Vincent de Paul, because all of the money that we generate from your gifts that you'll be giving to us that we'll sell on, all of that money then goes to helping people in the local area. And when you mentioned that, that percentage rise, it is enormous. It's, uh, yeah. uh, you know, up a quarter. Unprecedented. Yeah. Not, like, yeah. I mean, I'm doing this job now for um, nearly 10 years. And, you know, you're normally trying to grow by about 3 or 4 or 5%. You'd be delighted. Mm. But to just see it jump overnight to 26%, yes. and that's nationally as well. So. Mm. So gifts, anything you got that doesn't suit, doesn't fit in the clothing, in the gift, in the, I'm just thinking of kitchen implements, anything at all, you know what I mean? Vincent and Paul are, are there. You, you're willing to look at whatever people are, take it. We are willing to look at it and take it. I mean, try and think if you are bringing anything to the shop, just try and think, would it be sellable? Yes. Uh, most things are sellable, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, if there was toys with missing parts and it, that could be difficult and mm. we could end up having to dump that stuff. Yeah. But in general, people are very good and in general we are willing to, to look at anything that people would bring into us because we can um, then turn it into income for people in need. And you know what this time of the year I actually did it uh, over the break myself. I had uh an examination, may I say, of my wardrobe as well. And I took out, you know, what I haven't worn and other things as yeah. well. And I have them ready to go in good condition. Again, you say clothing like that where people do a clear out of that. And a lot of people do it in January. Again, most welcome. Well, I think one of the things people need to realise is we don't really have a clear handle on it in this country in terms of what goes to landfill especially from clothing, right? Mm. But they do in other countries. Um, But it's estimated that we dump about 100,000 tonnes a year of of stuff that could be resold or reused. Yes. That we're dumping that into landfill. Now that's an awful shame. Especially when we are actually crying out for it. Because as I said to you, our our business demand because of the cost of living crisis has increased. And I think it's the pennies dropped for a lot of people around the climate and reuse and recycling. So because of that we've seen a massive increase in people who are shopping in our shops. Mm. But we need the stock to be able to stock the shops. So, you know, I would just encourage people if, you know, sometimes it's the handy thing to just go to the bin at the back and throw, throw something away. But if we really have a think about it and think, God, could this be, could this be used by St. Vincent de Paul? We'd be only too delighted to bring it in. All of our professional staff know exactly what they can and cannot sell. And um, we're just too delighted. So please think of us um, if, you are, if you are throwing anything away or if, 
if you have presents that you've got or too much stuff, um, we'd be only too delighted. And as I said, we're one of the one charities that can stand over 100% of all of our net income goes to people in need. So. Yeah. Look, you're great people and you've a wonderful network and I again congratulate your volunteers and all who uh, support you and again just reminding people uh, St Vincent de Paul svp.ie all the information is there Peter, happy new year to you and keep doing what you're doing you're wonderful Thanks so much Not at all Thank you for joining me on the show Peter June Tinsley is standing by listening in there from the National Council for the Blind of Ireland Hello June Good afternoon, how are you? I'm good, June. Tell us your story uh, about, you were listening to uh, Peter there welcoming uh, what he can get as well. Are you, you, you similar? Are you, are you in the similar market looking for anything you can get yourselves for your shops? Yeah, very much so. And as Peter rightly said, I mean, we certainly would welcome any unwanted gifts that people would have received, whether it's clothing or homeware, uh, toys, uh, as long as it's that they're in good condition. But also furniture, certainly our, our store in Drogheda is a, quite a large store. Um, and it does have a, a, an extensive collection of furniture as well. So um, if anyone received or might have um, got a new couch or whatever at Christmas time and now wants to get rid of the, their older one, please feel free to consider NCBI as a, um, an, an option to um, pass on your, your old furniture. Um, certainly our demand for our services has gone up exponentially throughout 2022 as well, um, and I would predict the same for 2023. So certainly all donations will be greatly received throughout January, as you rightly say, many people seize it as an opportunity to do some spring mm. cleaning. So certainly we would welcome any of the um, donations that we would receive. And June, I take it you pick up the furniture, you'll go and have a look at what's uh, on offer uh, and uh, you make a decision then whether you take or not. You know, because you have to say as well, some items are just not suitable and they wouldn't uh, be, they'd be more for the dump. You know what I mean? And that, that dis- distinction has to be made. Yes, I mean, as you say, it, it does need to be sellable. Yeah. Um, so we would be encouraging people to um, contact our their local NCBI store in in their in their region. Um, yeah. And we do have a number of furniture warehouses, but in the the northeast, the, the largest store we would have um, for furniture specifically would be Drogheda. Um, and we could they could easily take a picture of it and send it into us, and we can kind of say yes, that yes, that'd be great. We'd love to get it. We can arrange. The, the collection and all that kind of stuff if needed mm. um, or people can drop it straight to the store whichever is convenient. Do you think just before we finish that like in your experience we heard what Peter had to say there are people more conscious now are more people aware of look don't go to the bin with the stuff it is usable again take it to the charity we can make this work and other people need it is that getting is that permeating the conscience uh, the consciousness of, of people in Ireland? Very much so. Certainly in the last number of years, people can see the added benefit of um, shopping in a charity shop because not only are you helping the charity of choice deliver frontline services to um, people in need and for NCBI, obviously, it's for frontline services to people who are blind or vision impaired, but the impact it also has on the environment. And everybody knows that they have a role to play to try and make the world a, a greener and healthier place and simple actions by recycling or choosing to um, shop in a charity shop will ensure that the clothing will have an extra long life as opposed to ending in landfill means that everybody is playing their part. Good stuff. Well, look, check them out. Uh, Your website again, please. Uh, ncbi.ie And uh, donations more than welcome. Thank you, June. Wish you well for the new year too. 
Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Take care of yourself. Bye-bye. That's June Tinsley there from NCBI. That's our lot on Late Lunch, our first show back of uh, the new year. Let me tell you what's happening midweek Wednesday. The old back holidays are great. We've another one coming in February as well with uh, St. Bridget's Day. And one comment before I go from Moll. I meant to mention it earlier on. She says, Jerry Pele once signed his autograph for George Best and wrote from the second best footballer in the world. May his lovely soul rest in peace, says Moll. Thank you for that comment to us today. I meant to get back to it a little earlier on the show. Anyway, Wednesday's late lunch midweek. Professor Paul Moyne. Remember Paul? He's back with us on the show tomorrow. Plenty to chat about again. Uh, Robbie Horgan tells us his story. Robbie Horgan, famous goalkeeper, League of Ireland, uh, managed and played all over the place. He's with Trim now, surviving sepsis. And Porrick McDermott is with us. He is the referees coordinator, assistant PRO and county teams liaison for Mead Ladies. And it's all about refereeing with Porrick on the show tomorrow afternoon and more besides. Eddie Caffrey's coming next with The Drive here on LMFM Radio. Have a lovely Tuesday and do come back and join us for your late lunch, 1.30 Wednesday. See you then. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.